That's the 4th of September, 2021. So we have come with this intention to train our minds. So this mental training cultivation is something that's very important. Because if our minds gain wisdom, if they gain knowledge, then they won't have any suffering. But it's the deluded mind that gives rise to this, the delusion inside of our hearts This causes our craving and clinging. So in order for wisdom to arise, we need samadhi, the mind needs to be firmly established. And this is something which we can cultivate, this firm establishment of the mind, if we train ourselves. But we also need sila, virtue, as the foundation for this training. So sila is something that's very important. And so sometimes we see that often wisdom, it's not a constant quality in the mind. And samadhi isn't always firmly established in our hearts. And so in that case, there's not always this knowledge and understanding into the Dhamma. And when the mind receives uh, any object through the six senses, and the samadhi isn't present, the wisdom isn't there, then liking and disliking towards that object will arise. And this stirs up the mind and makes it chaotic. So this point right here is where we need to endure, we need to forbear. And this quality of kanti is something that's very important. This is a quality that all wise people possess. So we need to endure with other people as well, and their words, that if they say things that are critical about us, disparaging, they gossip about us or say harsh or harmful things. And then we need to endure like that, or with that, with these feelings that we don't like, the feelings, our reactions towards that. And if these feelings, they uh, accumulate and accumulate, um, and we get to the point where we're just not able to endure with it anymore, then maybe those feelings will spill out through our speech. We may say things that are very coarse, things that are very harsh or very painful. And so this anger may come out through our words in this way, if we don't have mindfulness there, if we don't have enough forbearance. So enduring and ensuring that our words are moral, are virtuous words, imbued with sila dhamma, something that's extremely important. So in the world, in its present state, this is uh, the world of kind of the communication era, and also a world of social media as well. And so in the social media, there's a lot of self there, and there's good points to it, and there's also its drawbacks as well. And one of the drawbacks is that people um, 
receive many of these sense impressions and many of the moods and emotions from other people who don't like us. And this can cause much strain and stress. It can also cause a lot of sorrow as well. But it's also possible to receive many things that we can use to cultivate and develop ourselves. And this is how intelligent people use uh, these technologies, use them to gain good things. So finding knowledge is easier than it was before. Listening to the Dhamma is easier than it was before. And if people have wisdom, then they're able to use uh, these technologies in this way. Whatever the case, we need to train our minds so that they gain this quality of forbearance. We need to bring up this power of kanti, of forbearance. And this is an especially especially, uh, important quality for the laity as well, to have a lot of endurance, a lot of forbearance. This is something that the Buddha taught us. Because when we live together, um, then we also need to have a sense of sincerity towards each other as well. That we don't wish to harm ourselves, we don't wish to harm any other being either. And so really this sincerity that we have, this is sila dhamma, this is virtue. Not harming through our body, our speech, or our mind. And so we try to do this even through our actions of mind as well. Try to train them, try not to have any harmful acts of mind. The quality of virtue of sila is more concerned with the body and the speech. So these five precepts, or the eight precepts, um, these are what help us maintain virtuous actions of body and speech. And we need to endure with these as well, so that we don't fall under the power of greed, hatred, or delusion. So we train ourselves like this, and sometimes uh, we're able to well, sometimes we need to bring up a lot of this endurance, a lot of this forbearance. Because at times the mind just won't give in. It just won't accept. <coughs> Sorry, so at times the mind won't give in. It won't um, accept. So there's this great sense of self <coughs> that comes up. A sense of us and of them. And we don't give in to anyone else. Um, we just kind of stand up for ourselves, <clears throat> thinking that I am the best in the world. And if everyone thinks like this, then no one gives in. And, but really, it's the defilements that are the best in this case. So we need to know how to hold these qualities back, how to restrain them. And even if we don't kind of give in internally, we need to be able to restrain our minds as well. Because sometimes we want to kind of let loose and shout at other people. And if we have these thoughts uh, a lot, then 
um, it will give rise to thoughts of, of harm, of ill will as well. So even if we may be thinking um, a lot of these kinds of thoughts, we shouldn't act upon them. And we shouldn't follow the power um, or the instructions of these defilements. We need to know how to go against our hearts. We also need to know how to share things with each other as well, how to give, how to help one another out. And if we do that, then this world becomes a place that's very desirable to stay in, a place that's easy to abide in. If everyone knows how to share, then there wouldn't be any wars, there wouldn't be any theft, because no one would wish to take any other person's wealth for themselves, because we know how to give, how to share. And we do this for our own benefit and happiness, and also for the benefit and happiness of others as well. And so if well, this quality of virtue is something that's very important, and if it's lacking, then there's no peace, everything's chaotic. You see, anywhere that's lacking in sila dhamma, that doesn't have this quality of sila, that place is chaotic. We also need to depend upon training our minds as well, so that they have these qualities of sila and of endurance as well. And we just carry on training ourselves in this way. And in doing so, then the heart that was once agitated and uh, really hot becomes more settled and cool. And so it becomes settled and cool through our actions of body and speech first. But maybe our minds are still hot. Maybe our minds still can't give in yet. They can't accept yet. They're still fighting. They still have this great sense of self, this ego. And so we come to train in samadhi um, then. We care for our precepts well. We look after them well. And then we need to, or we should recollect that virtue. And through doing this, then the mind comes to peace. It feels contented. It feels joyful. And it doesn't have any um, anxiety, or it's not kind of scared out of, or it's not worried out of a sense of fear. And then we apply ourselves to training this mindfulness and samadhi. And so with this quality of mindfulness, then we know what's going on inside our minds. If greed, hatred and delusion is present, then we're aware of that, and we don't follow that. But here, in not following these defilements, is where we really torture our hearts. And we have to um, have a sense of control over our actions of body and speech and mind, and so that we don't follow these things, so that they are virtuous. But this requires our training to do this. And when we've done that, then the benefits arise for us. And one of these is that it's easier for the mind to become peaceful. Samadhi becomes something that's easier to attain to. These qualities, or these states of joy, and contentment, happiness, arise within the heart. And then wisdom can arise. 
If we have minds endowed with wisdom, then when we look at this body, the different parts of the body, the hands, the feet, the arms, the torso, the head, or perhaps we gaze over the entire body, then we will see that it's not a self, that it's just emptiness. But when there's this Vedana there, so the nerves are working and the body is giving sensations, uh, which the mind experiences, these feelings, um, then there's a sense of self that comes up, a sense of me, the self, that's experiencing these feelings. But when the mind is empty, then I'll look at this body and see the body as being empty as well. And here the mind is very peaceful at this point, seeing the body as a collection of earth, water, fire and air, and all of those elements are empty. And this is wisdom arising. But what if wisdom doesn't arise? Then we'll look at the body and we'll see it as being something good. We'll see it as being a self, as something that's attractive. And we need to train ourselves again, to instruct the mind again at this point, asking ourselves, well, is it actually beautiful? So just like something that the monks contemplate uh, frequently, and contemplate these robes that we wear, um, that previously um, they weren't something that was ugly or something disgusting. But when they come into contact with this body which is rotting, which is decaying, then these robes also become disgusting as well. And so of the monks, we have the three robes, um, the lower robe, the upper robe, and the outer robe. But the laity, you also have your clothes as well. And prior to touching the body, they weren't something repulsive. They've just been washed, they're clean already. But when we use them, when they come into contact with this body, this body which is something that is decaying, even though it's still alive, something which isn't beautiful, um, then the clothes or the robes, they also take on that uh, repulsiveness as well. They become dirty through contact with the body. And so that's why we need to clean them. So for the monks, we wash our robes, dye them every 7 or 15 days. Uh, but the laity need to change their clothes every day. And so what is this body really like? That if we look at it with our eyes, then we perceive it as being something beautiful. We see the skin which is covering over this body. But really the skin that has pores, and these pores expel waste through them. This is where the sweat comes out, through the skin. And then that sweat goes on to our clothes as well. And if people, if there's someone who sweats a lot, then they see this very clearly. And if there's a monk that sweats a lot, then just after one year their robes are worn out already. But for those who sweat little, then it takes about three years for this to happen, for them to come worn out and ripped. And so we contemplate um, this body, the nature of this body. 
I see it as just being like a bag that um, is very thin. And so we should look at what's inside this bag as well. And there's a brain inside here, and there's blood, uh, there's urine, there's feces, there's intestines, there's a heart, there's kidneys. And so if this was a transparent bag, then we would see this very clearly and see how there's a skeleton inside here. See everything which this bag contains. And if that's how um, everyone saw the world, then we wouldn't really see it as being such a beautiful place. And maybe in no long time there wouldn't be um, many humans left. I don't know, maybe this is how things will happen. But it's because of the delusion which covers over the mind that we don't see things in this way. We perceive bodies as being something beautiful. And this is what the deluded mind tells us, that these bodies really are attractive. But in reality, they're not attractive. They're something which is disgusting, something which is constantly decaying. And that's constantly decaying, even though it hasn't yet died. But if we see someone who has died, then what are they like? We need uh, to inject substances into them to stop uh, that body from decaying. And if we don't inject these, then problems arise, and it's very difficult to get close to them. So we contemplate in this way, and the wisdom that arises, it does so from a foundation of samadhi. But through samadhi and through our contemplation, then the deluded attachment that we have to these bodies as being something attractive and beautiful becomes less and less. And the mind becomes more peaceful, more settled, more stable. And so we train in this way constantly until we become more and more skilled in this, until we're able to see the body as just being a skeleton, or just take up one object or one thing within the body, and we can know that clearly, really see how it's something that isn't beautiful. And this becomes the object of our hearts, it becomes a meditation object. And so we carry on training in this way, doing it frequently, and through this, then the heart becomes more and more beautiful. It's not as dark, it's not as deluded as it was before, because it's seen into truth. So initially we need to train ourselves to be generous, to have this quality of dana, to be self-sacrificing, to happily give. And so we give our external possessions, and we also give our internal possessions as well which is our, um, our moods and our emotions. And so these moods of anger, of hate, of ill will, we need to sacrifice all of these and sacrifice the greed that we have towards things in this world. And so we gain wealth and we share that with one another. And we also need to have honesty and sincerity towards one another as well, to be kind, to be compassionate, to have these qualities within our hearts, developing ourselves in this way every single day. At the very least, we need to be virtuous. 
even though our wisdom may not be much, even though our samadhi may be just a small amount, we must take sila, this virtue, as one of the main principles for our lives. And so this is important for the laity, for the monastics as well. And to have this quality of sila, of virtue, is our mainstay. And so for the monks, it's the 227 precepts that we take in the Padimokha. And using these to have a control over our actions of body and speech. And as we do this, then eventually the mind will become firm and settled. So, in order to see the Dhamma, this is how we need to train, this is how we need to practice, we need to do it like this. So, may each of you set your hearts on this.